Natural Solutions with Dr. J. Your source for time-tested and cutting-edge natural medicine approaches to optimize your health. With your host, Dr. J. Sordian. I'm so excited today to have Dr. Chris Novelling. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. No, is yes. that a Dutch name? Or? Yes, it's originally from Dutch. I'm from South Africa. Oh, so right. there's a lot of Dutch people that migrated there. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's true. That's true. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm with Dr. Chris Novelling here on Natural Solutions with Dr. J. It's my great honor to be speaking with him. And uh, Dr. Chris has been in uh, medical practice for 40 years or so. And yeah. very interestingly, we have uh, some similar background in training. Um, he has uh, he has studied Chinese medicine as well. He has studied acupuncture. Um, he has studied functional medicine, all of which are, are modalities and things that I've studied as well. And uh, I was very excited to see you have this background. Um, mm-hmm. um, I also have done some home- work with homeopathy and nutrition. I know you do a lot of nutrition work as well. And so yeah. um, what I'd like to do is ask, how did you get started in, in uh, medicine? Yeah, I was obviously 18 years old and then having to choose a career when you come to the end of your basic school, uh, the regular schooling. And uh, I was, I'm sort of more engineeringly inclined. I manufacture, break, repair things. You know, I can build electrical circuits. I can draw plans. I can draw your buildings, design, architecture, whatever you want. Naturally, even when I was small, I used to do all my friends in higher classes homework because if they struggle, I'll just do it for them and they pay me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> pocket money. But my sister uh, is a doctor. She was studying. She's two years older than me, so she got into medicine school, got into her second year, and found it interesting. And I kind of saw this is. I also have a purpose, not just to repair things, but to repair people and help people. Exactly. I mean, a man is as, as valuable as he can help others, and I've always had that inclination. So I thought to myself that this is a. You know, I would faint when I see blood and I didn't like the smell of medicine. I don't hate the doctor. I probably still don't like doctors. I'm not the typical, stereotypical one. But I thought to myself, once I'm a doctor, I actually, there's another avenue that opens. I can go in any direction, nuclear, physics, x-ray, surgery, dental. I can pick a, a niche that I like and can, you know, live, fulfill my um, my fruition or my, my, my dreams. And uh, so I studied from there on. I followed her. There's a few doctors. My cousin's a doctor, same names and last name as me, just a few years younger. And he's a, Anita is my name too. So it's kind of the tradition. So it was a good thing to drive, to follow and drive through. And because you can always have a good living or you can become very successful, but you'll never be sort of not in demand as a doctor, which is what's my thoughts in those days. Uh-huh. So um, that was in South Africa. Yeah, that you at the started? University of Stellenbosch, where they make all the wine, the beautiful winelands of the Cape. No. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I've never, I haven't been there, but I've met a number of people from South Africa. Always mm-hmm. wonderful people. And um, so, then, did you stay there? Or did you move? There, I, when I was looking up some things online, there's something a Dawson Creek. I have no. Is, that's in yes, Canada. Exactly. Yeah, I moved up there too. So I worked, uh, studied, I completed my studies in South Africa. I always like to travel, but not in a Rolling Stone fashion of the way. I like to like experience a new place, get my roots out, you know, and then go and look for another game. It's always nice to play a fresh game. You don't play a game of football for two weeks. Uh-huh. It's 40 minutes aside and you want to go home. So anyway, and experience life and other cultures and, and you know, see how I can 
how I can help people in a broader sense. So I studied in South Africa, then I went to the most remote location in South Africa to do my internship and my basically my, my basic years. Then I went to the military. South Africa was fighting Angola, and uh, I was a doctor there in the working with the with the airplane or the um, yeah the airplane base, the air force Airport. base on choppers. The casualty evacuations of both the enemy and, and our wounded troops, and a lot of experience I got there. And then I went to work uh, in South Africa as a general practitioner in a little town, and I worked there for 20 years, developed a big um, weight reduction clinic, the biggest system in South Africa, and we ran it for 20 years. Um, then I went there. Economically and politically, the country is not so stable, so I decided I will move to Canada, take my whole family there, re-study. That was in 2003, so it's almost 20 years ago. So I had to re-qualify, re-study all my, the whole thing all over. So I did that quickly. I wondered about that. I know that I know that when um, people come from other countries to the United States or California, for example, there's a lot of um, Chinese uh, people from China, Taiwan and, and mainland China who, have, who came to the United States. And uh, they were medical doctors, but they couldn't even get residency. And so they just they started doing acupuncture and other things because they 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 sort of started over yeah. afresh. But they were medical doctors too. So a lot of a lot of countries have different restrictions. So you had to go through a lot when yeah, you're yeah. in Canada. Canada, yeah, Canada was a good place to go to uh, a very similar culture than the South African culture. So it was a good fitting. Uh, we have a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, and in the 80s and the, and the mid 90s, you could just stamp your passport. You're a doctor in Canada. But because there were some you know, right. the, the quality of care dropped and the quality of, uh, you know, experienced doctors, because anybody was coming from any country, I won't mention any names, but like some sketchy countries in into Canada and start practicing. So we had to re-qualify yeah. and I did that. And I built one of the biggest um, uh, primary basic, uh, biggest and most affluent private, private basic practice in, in British Columbia. Over 20 years, I started a health spa, one of the biggest health spas in the province too, like a big, my wife was running that. It was her baby. Yeah, and then so that was my career. And then my wife died of cancer. She got cancer. She opted for the regular treatment. A year later, she died in my arm. She was gone. I, I couldn't fix or help the person that was most important to me, the most important life. And I thought to myself, I always look for broader answers in medicine. I'm going to set off on a quest to help people, a million people, you know, not just a couple. I've already seen a million people in my, in my uh, you know, What's it, 37 years of practice, 70 patients a day, six days a week, mm -hmm. on and on. Anyway, so then I went on the quest, and this, this is what it led me to, where I am now. So the, the quest was um, educational quest, but did you like the, the acupuncture, the Chinese medicine, the functional medicine? Were those all in different places where you studied, or...? Was it like online or was it workshops and things? Yeah, like that everything. I would start with a basic workshop and then do some basic, you know, the uh, let's say acupuncture for dummies. And if I find it useful, I would study more in depth. Uh, so I kind of look at all the you know the the, the directions and stuff. Too. I'm just looking for more answers because medicine, I clearly saw, was not the only answer. Yeah. The, all these other modalities exist because they got a finger in the pie, they're bringing something to the table, otherwise they would be extinct. So I wanted to get all the pieces and True. see what do we have if we look at everything, not just uh, with blinkers on it, medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. 
Fantastic. And then, uh, uh, so you were up in Canada, and uh, sadly, your wife died, and that was a whole like cancer revelation. I know that my father, when I was very young, um, when I was 13, I was in the bathroom, I was brushing my teeth with my dad, you know, at the same sink, and all of a sudden, he started coughing up all this blood in the sink, and it was just mm. so shocking. And he ended up maybe he lived for another five years with lung cancer, but he had wasted away, and he he died at home in bed. I think I missed actually was not there when he actually breathed his last mm. last breath is like about two minutes or so um i mean that in and of itself is kind of a gift yeah if you when you have that experience being there when someone actually passes and it was your wife yeah, there yeah. when your wife passed exactly. and so that whole transition i mean we come in and we go out and 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 so um that must have been quite an experience for you, just even that. In, in what way did that Yes, impact? you know, I mean, my job is to, you know, work on the forefront, on the battlefield. Uh, I was a trauma doctor, head of trauma divisions in hospitals for 10 years. I've always been doing, you know, casualty, trauma, all these ambulance work, all the kind of... All right. Was yeah, that a power like, failure? I think, uh, up on the on the mountain where they supply the power to the uh, to the um, satellite broadcast, they must have had a power trip there. It never happened except now. Can you believe it? Anyway, it should be stable, but this doesn't happen often. It's not a common thing here. All right. So yeah. So so um, we were talking about your having uh, worked in emergency situations in the military and dealing with casualties, and so there are probably enough. Were you there for the deaths of a lot? Yeah, of yeah, I've seen happened? lots of deaths in my life. I mean, that's it's not impressive anymore. I've seen so many, but it's everyone you need right. kind of special experience, and the death is the thing that affects the people around you, not so much you. People just go poof, lights out, and then everybody else has drama for the next month or week or year, and so it's kind of a it's a bad trick you play on the people around you if you die because you're dumping all the responsibility and the emotions on them, and you're poof gone. Very true. Yeah. Because if, if you're working as a physician there, you're doing the best you can and you don't really know the person. It's kind of, I mean, probably, except for yeah, like yeah, your wife. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so because of all that, you, you've done a lot of training and then I know that you have a variety of programs. One is um, to help children who have ADHD. And there's some other programs, too, where um, nutrition is a key component of part of the evaluation and the treatment. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I mean, you've got to do something for people. They obviously, somehow they do the wrong thing, so they get unwell or diseased or they have symptoms. And I've been working at this now all my life. I'm thinking, like, you know, I don't, I never see a patient and suddenly this young guy, 40, 35, he comes to me, doc, I've got blah, blah, I've got a sore throat. Then a week later, he says, doc, my ear is like, a week later now, I've got high blood pressure. He says to me, doc, I'm spooked or there's a spell cast on me because I never see you now. I'm here every week with a different thing. What's wrong? I say, well, that's a good question. Something changed, something went haywire and it's not, you not, you don't have a shortage of aspirin, the deficiency of aspirin, this ain't going to cut at the medicines. We need to do something, find something that changes and re-engineer you know, re, re, uh, it. And that's what I found is like, okay, it's, I was kind of disillusioned or disabused, no, actually more disillusioned for many years because we're looking for answers, all of us. And I think, okay, 
it's got to be that uh, what changed in the last 50 years, because 50 years ago, there was 2% of Americans, if I just take the U.S. statistics, 2% had a disease or a condition that's chronic, they don't know what the cause is, they're on some prescription for life, so to speak, or unless it goes away magically. And today, 64% is the latest, so from 1 in 50 to more than 1 in 2, more than every second one. What's changed in the last 60 years? The answer is there somewhere. And uh, I was, of course, looking, so yeah. I said, yeah, wait a bit, wait a bit. It's, there's a lot of toxins. We've got toxins in the food, toxins in the water. The crops spray out things. We're cooking the food. We throw away the water, all the nutrients down the drain. You know, we eat all this bland stuff, the processed foods, and we use microwave ovens and cell phones and all these things. So, of course, the body breaks down, so it's got to give in sometime, and boom, you got your cancer, you got your problems. So we got to find nutrition. So I say, wait a bit. I work a bit on nutrition in my plants, but I also help people to get rid of the toxins. So we got to like clean up the water with a filter. We got to, you know, stop gluten, blah, blah, you know, all the stories. So we clean up all the active and put the cell phone away. When you sleep, people still get sick. It's not the root cause or the root thing. Something is the first thing. It's like the chicken and the egg. What goes wrong so that the other things follow? Then I think to myself, the logical thing is, okay, if it's toxins, let's see if, if this rings true because the real bottom truth will explain all the answers to things. If it's toxins, then why don't a cigarette has 60 toxins in them, lethal toxins, but you puff it every day. So if you're 16 years old, you light up a cigarette, do you drop dead? No, why not? You know, that's the answer lies in this because when we live, our bodies, they break down and get damaged every day. Some cells die. We make new cells. Some need repair. Some need maintenance. And what do we do? That's why we eat food, because it's going to make the repairs. It doesn't happen like magic. Poof. You need food to maintain, live, and grow. Okay, so if you get toxins, cigarettes, smoke, whatever, in the water, microplastics, all the stuff, they break down more cells because toxins are always, they always kill life. That's the definition of a toxin. It destroys living things whether it's sprayed or deliberately or indeliberately, but so we're breaking down cells faster. And when a kid grows, he's growing, his demand for building blocks and nutrients is even more. So how can we repair this if our demand is getting higher and higher and our food's getting worse and worse? There's a disconnect. So of course, of course, this is true. So now we toss a coin. Is it the food or is it the toxins? Because it's not both. Something comes first. So I go and I do all these I develop nice programs, parasite cleansers, gut cleansers, thyroid repair, you know, liver cleansers, gallbladder cleansers, and people feel great. They say, you're the bad guy, I have five dogs. But a couple of months later, they travel again, they got another symptom. So, yes, it's not obviously the toxins because we have the ability the body to always repair and recover. It's innate. It's born into the body. Just because we don't understand even the 5% of the body doesn't mean it doesn't make the magic. You cut yourself, bandaged on the two weeks, you can't even see where the mark was. That's healing, magic. You didn't do nothing. The same happens inside. So I realized that, yes, uh, from there, I, I realized that the body has certain building blocks. You've got the regular building blocks, which is the fat and the protein and the carbohydrates or the sugars, and then you have the essential ones, which means you cannot go without them. You have to eat them. They don't fall out of the sky. They don't manufacture inside. If it's like building a house, if you don't have bricks and cement and mortar and water to mix you can't build a house the thing will fall over like the three little biggest the one of sticks the one of straw the one of, of bricks only the brick one lasted so you need to build a strong thing and in order to build the house you walk into a hardware store and there's 20 aisles it's like oh this is the big place because there's so many different parts that a house requires to be built and in our food there's 90 nutrients some of them are minuscule but if you're missing something 
who knows what goes wrong? Maybe your eyesight goes, or your hair goes gray, or your toenails curl up. I don't know, because we don't understand this. We don't always have to explain things in terms of the little bit we understand and say, like, the earth is flat, for sure, because I can see it's flat. we got to think that it is maybe round. And Copernicus was jailed for the rest of his life when he spoke up about the round earth, because he saw the moon was round, so the earth has got to be the same thing as the moon. Anyway, now they also, of course, the earth is not flat, but in those days it was exactly the opposite. So you need the 90 nutrients, and of those, 60 of them are minerals, the trace elements, which are traced a little bit. But if iodine is gone, your thyroid doesn't work, that we know, but it probably plays a role in everything else. So we don't know what else doesn't work either minusculely. If you don't have enough iron, you get anemic, you die. You don't have vitamin C, you're full, full, full of sores, your bones break, they throw you to the sharks if you're sailing on a ship. So we understand some of it, but we need, it's so simple. If you maintain a house, you need all the building blocks. And in the right ratio, we can't gallop down you know, 200 oranges a day. There's a lot of vitamin C, but we don't take any iron. You've got to balance this out. And it does not come from our food anymore because our food is depleted. The soil is depleted. They spray. You know what? They spray so many crop sprays and stuff, 20 different poisons on the things because the plants don't want to grow. It's, it's plants terrible. are sick with yeah. under the minerals. And now they doctor the plants with all these medicines. And then the plants... You know, all the microbiomes in the soil die. The plant can't take up all. Only they give it artificially three of the um, artificial fertilizer, potassium and ammonia and nitrogen. And the plant says, happy days, it grows, but there's nothing in it. So if they spray, spray it now, it's toxic also. So we get sick. So what do they do? They give us chemicals too. Instead of just giving the flipping <laughs> the minerals, then we just need the building blocks. The body will eat like the cut. And that's the bottom line. It's like you, you cannot get it from your food. You have to supplement all the 90 building blocks, not 50 or 20. And people say to me, Doc, I'm okay. I'm taking vitamin C, D, E, a little mineral, and I'm also taking a protein mix. I add them up as I get the bottles. We add them up. That's 23. So where's the other 67? You don't need them? You're okay like this? Tell me another joke. <laughs> you know, come get with it. So, so when you're doing that, I know that I can understand that there's probably 90 at least essential ones, but the, the, um, so do you do a laboratory analysis or do you have a combination or anything to figure out what the ratios are that the person is lacking yeah. and then have like a, uh, a special formulation or it's just like everyone, everyone needs the 90. So you just do it yeah, that yeah. way. Is it, I, I know that in my practice, um, there are a lot of different ways that I approach figuring out what's going on in their system. And sometimes it's laboratory tests, sometimes it's other kinds of testing. And um, as far as nutri nutrition goes, there are a lot of different approaches to figuring out what may be deficient. And the nutritional status of particular minerals and vitamins may be picked up in blood, but it also might need to be in the red blood cells, or it might need to be figured out from some other location, some other fluid, or some other uh, part of the body to really get an idea, because they're hidden away, yeah. or they're they're, they're, they are um, being used in higher percentages in other parts, in certain parts of the body, and you have to check those parts. So how do you um, approach that with patients? Because sometimes people say, well, I don't want to do all this lab tests. I don't want to pay for this. So sometimes I will just say, well, I'm going to do the best I can. And my best estimate based on my clinical experience, and we're going to have you try this. And so this is, this is what these supplements are, whatever, or changing the nutrition. And we are going to do the lab test, and we'll just save you that money for right now. But if it doesn't work, if it's not quite right, we're going to have to mm -hmm. do the testing. So what's what's your approach? So I'll, give you some, I'll give you some paradigm here. 
Okay. If I want to know what the weather is doing right here today, I can go www.weather.com dash Panama, right? Search, right? Coronado, blah, 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 five minutes. It's sunshiny day, temperature 35. Oh, you know what I can do? I stick my head out the window. <laughs> I can instantly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> do I want to test? Testing is very important if you have a differential, an illness, a differential diagnosis, so there's possibilities and you want to hone down and find the diagnosis. It helps tremendously. But testing, you will test the blood normally, and that's a snapshot. It's like taking your camera, you take a snapshot of the picture of the road. Tomorrow you come there, there's not even a person. It looks different. There's three spaces in the body. The first space, the second space, and the third space. Okay. The first space is the blood. Five liters representing 100 uh, kilogram capacity body. That's about 5% of the body it represents. Does that mean if your calcium is low in the blood that there's no calcium in your bones? Your bones may be loaded, but it represents it in blood. And in 20 minutes, you stop walking and running, you add some water, the calcium level differs. It looks impressive. People love tests because the doc, you know, I've seen so many sad faces in my career that the guy comes, doc, I've got a headache, I've got a rash, and I've got a lump. I said, we'll do a test. He says, I'm so glad I came. A week later, he comes back. We go through the test. He paid a thousand bucks. I say, but, 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 but. it's all normal. No. I say, would you want to be sick? He says, well, I was hoping for an answer. I said, so was I, but it didn't help us. We got to do more tests. Come another thousand bucks, please. And so we're always testing, testing. It looks impressive, but you know, if the body needs certain things, give it to it. If you give it too much, it'll dump it. You'll pee it out. If you give too little, you'll die. So what do you want to do? Take the damn things and like get your body will sort it out. Don't worry. If there's too much, you can pick and choose. If there's too little, you croak. You can't, you know, it's like, it's that simple. It's so simple. It's overlooked. And it's not impressive enough. So people want this, you know, complexity. The power is simplicity. All right. So you don't, do, you don't really do much testing. I mean, if someone comes in and they have like uh, parasitic infections and things, you, if you just give them the nu nutrients, that'll be like taken. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've, I've, I've come through the full spectrum. I don't have anything against tests. If I'm sick, please test me. But I mean, it's like, don't make a chicanery. Don't like, you know, BS the patient, belief system the patient. That's what it is. Don't change his belief system by doing impressive tests. It's, it's not, you know, it's like, it's a so robotic. I see the young doctors and I, I was a professor in the University of British Columbia North uh, and appointed so I could, in, in the training years, I could take a doctor in his first year and he shadows me for three months and I show him the practical implication of the knowledge he has. So, I mean, they all, they see a patient, the guy's got a chest pain, they're running for the lab, the test machine and the ECG. I say, wait, 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 ask the guy a couple of questions. How long have you had the pain? Where is the pain? What is the character of the pain? You know, what makes it worse? What makes it better? Have you had this before? You know, what are the conditions you're suffering from? You know, anyway, I'll write this. I was probably all right. Then I'll do the test, but don't jump the gun and do all these fancy tests. They get you nowhere the less you can examine the patient, you can get the answers. My professors way, way back in the old days said, you can always make a clinical diagnosis. If you make all these fancy tests and you go back, you see that you just missed a couple of questions and you would have had an answer on day one. So the young guys stop thinking. They just program to do test, 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 and scans for everything. Okay, not wrong, but where's the clinical skill? Asking that right question, getting the diagnosis, saving a life. So, yes, I believe in the test, but uh, it is like the secondary thing. First, you must have some you – this, you take the stethoscope, like, you know, you take the stethoscope and the, mo the most important part of the stethoscope is not this little thing, it's the part between your ears, <laughs> like in here. You've got to use that part, be a doctor, heal people, and then, then you 
you kind of differentiate or you you um, you know you prove your diagnosis, you confirm it by a test. That's good, and you can follow up. It's all good. Nothing wrong with it. All right, so so uh, now your practice is down in Panama, and do you actually you do a lot of work online or or by telephone? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I even saw when I left Canada four years ago that they have this telehealth. So you sit on your computer, and the patient who needs the government give me fifty right. bucks. I listen to his story. I can't see, examine, no clinical. You know, feeling for him, I say, well, you probably, well, most doctors say, you probably need Prozac if you don't feel happy in a week, then let's, let's have another call. Anyway, so I don't do one-on-one. -on -one. I don't sit with patients. I've seen a million, thank you very much. It's got its limitations. I want to bring health and wellness to people, to like a million people. That's my first aim. And then beyond that, I will make it like for, for those that want it. Everybody doesn't believe that they want to live longer. They want to live healthier. They wait till they're all broken. And then they uh, <clears throat> they go to the doctor. It's much like a motor car. I buy a Mercedes Benz fancy car, nice guarantee, but I never need a guarantee. It never breaks down on the road because they come and fetch it from my house. They give me a, a fancy other Mercedes. They take it for the day. They service it. It's included in the price. It's free. The cheapy guy is always with a hood up. He's always fixing things, and he fixes the one thing the other one breaks. But he drives the car until something breaks, and he wants to fix it. That's not how you should work. But if you got some common sense, keep this thing. Give it all the ninety. The nutrients, it'll heal itself is something, you know, try and prevent things a little bit more than healthy is something people want to have once they heal, but when they're healthy, they take it for granted. So, and then, so I don't do one on ones, I don't do consultations. I can, of course, I'm qualified and experienced to do it, but I want to help people to fortify and enable their bodies to put them in the position that, like the cut on the hand, that they can heal themselves. And if anything is residual, doesn't heal, we adjust our our approach we can use plants and herbs and essential oils all those will actually encourage the body to heal faster but you need the pieces if your house comes down in an earthquake you need to build it up with mortar and cement and bricks you don't there's no use having 20 people there in a nice garden i mean that all helps the place look good so you need to that's the, the chicken and egg the first thing do that everything else follows naturally in in a you know, meaningful and in a in a desirous way Mm -hmm. So, so right now your your focus is more on. You aren't doing telemedicine or anything like that. So you're doing it as groups, or you're just you just have like a website people go to and and. What's, yeah, what's I was I was now? in like four months ago. I was still in my old paradigm. I was I was having programs. You join my program, you pay me an X amount. I monitor you and I mentor you and we get you through the steps. I supply the stuff you need for a parasite cleanse or let's say we're doing a parasite cleanse. And then you follow up, you do the next cleanse and the next cleanse and I work with you and you attain health, but it's not sustainable if you don't have the basics in. So what I decided is those, I'm going to like keep them in the background because we will use them secondary, but I need to reestablish my whole system. I actually developed one of the, one of the most um, complete water filters on the planet, 12 stages, Gravity fed, no plastic, you know, and tested. It's immaculate. It puts the stuff, the, the good things back, and it takes first takes everything out, and it puts the good things back. So like that. Anyway, but I don't use it now. It's on the back burner, and we'll get there. But I first want to like have programs where people, I help them like sort out the nutrients. Then we also look at the gluten and the bad foods, and reduce glucose. We look at um, things like the toxins. We can never escape the toxins. So let's reduce the main ones that are killing you like the Teflon pans in the microwave and this obvious things, let's get them out of the way, but we're not going to walk down the, 
the, the street with a big mask on or one of these, uh, you know, things so that we're not getting any toxins. You can't escape them. But you can repair. It's like the cigarettes. You don't smoke one and die. You have to smoke for 50 years. So it's okay. Let's get your repair of your body uh, set up better. And then you had a better chance. It's not the cure-all and the kill-all. But it's the basics. You've got to work from a, from a base before you can expect the magic. So I do these programs, and, I, and I, lo I love to work with kids. I've got a diploma in child health from way back, and I have the patients I ever saw in my private practice was children. And uh, they also deficient, and they, they go a little haywire, like any animal that's hungry. It goes a bit ravenous and crazy. And then they crave food, and they eat like sugar energy, but they really need the nutrients and the minerals, not the energy. You give a, children, a child a salty bag of chips, he eats the whole thing. Why? Because he's craving minerals, but not the, not the sodium chloride. He's craving the other ones. Anyway, so I work with them so I can prevent them. Like 60% of children end up on these amphetamines and these drugs, Ritalin and stuff. And those are the things they put in the oh, dark yeah, gun to shoot an elephant. To tranquilize an elephant, you're shooting with amphetamines. That's what they give your kid. And he's like, now he's supposed to do better. No, so I want to help the kids that overcome those things. They, they, they turn around like within, within days, they turn around this whole thing, this ceases, this whole ADD, ADHD, Tourette's, twitches, uh, autism, and just like reverses in front of your eyes magically. If, if you give them the right nutrients in the right quantity, take away those little few harmful things, that's the secondary. And then, then I'm really having the future of tomorrow. I'm making healthy today. Otherwise, you know, if you look, if you look, like I say, look out the window for the weather. In my practice of 40 years, I've seen how kids go backwards. I mean, in the first days, kids, 40 days ago, 40 years ago, people, kids had vibrant red hair or blonde or brown hair, colorful smile, rosy cheeks. Now you look at them. They got skewed teeth because their jaws don't develop because they don't have enough minerals. That's been like completely proven. They have like a mouse colored hair. They got little pale blotches on the skin. They got flat feet. They, you know, they run kind of funny. They run kind of wobbly. They don't run like an athlete anymore. They can't focus. They don't concentrate. It's like if you can't see that there's something wrong, it's like not. It's not like it's supposed to be. And they are doomed for you know for for a disaster much sooner than you expect. Cancers and all these things that hit children just as much as it hits adults, and it's ever increasing. So um, have you? So you. You practiced in South Africa and Canada and in Panama. Now. Yeah, I don't have a practice here. I, work, I have a studio. I do online. I do YouTube channels. I do podcasts. I, I Everything, the content I create here. And I work with people online. So I have Q&A meetings. I have programs that they attend on a weekly basis. I, I very much uh, entrust and believe in that you've got to work one-on-one -on -one with people. You've got to really inspire them, hold them accountable. Otherwise, nothing happens, you know. I always say uh, the medication only works for the stuff. If it's in your mouth, if it's on the table, in a bottle, it's not going to do anything. You've got to keep them motivated and get them over the hurdle before they can run by themselves and say, oh, okay, I've got an epiphany. This is what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so when you're talking about all the children and all the issues, do you notice that in Panama too? I mean – or, or in Canada, you've noticed it pretty much everywhere. Yes, you've yes. Been? I, I mean, I particularly, I came from Africa, where um, yes, a different setup. I mean, people come to the doctor; they they're generally healthy, and they come to the doctor when they're very ill. They don't come with little nonsense things all the time. So, I come to Canada. I say to my colleagues, this half of the doctors in Canada are South African doctors, so they practice where I came from. 
we sit at a barbecue or a party and they say, I say to them, I think there's a bad gene pool here because you know, I'm seeing these things that are only in textbooks. People get all these Wilson's disease and yeah, like autism and things you don't even hear of in South Africa. Depression, that's not there. I mean, it's a tough country, but it's the survival of the fittest. So there's something wrong here. And then I realized that that's, they, they kind of echoing what happens in the US, which is people, you know, they take drugs and painkillers before they get a headache just so they can prevent it. Are you kidding me? 90% yeah. of the painkillers, you can verify this, 90% of all the painkillers in the world is taken by the USA. The rest of the planet takes 10% of painkillers. So they pop, they, they come with three, three Tylenol 3s before they come to my office and say, look, I was just not wanting to get a headache in the traffic, so I took three tablets. I say, I, I don't even mind. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't take the Tylenols and stuff. That when I've taken some of those, all of a sudden my whole body feels like plastic. I mean, I, I'm going like this. It's like, I'm, what is that? It's, that is yeah. weird. And, and so I just said, something's wrong with that. I'm not no. taking that stuff when I feel plastic. Yeah. So, so i got to throw something in at yeah. this point quickly. That is, so in the box, in the package instead, they say aspirin and they say 25 side effects. So it's kind of downplayed. It's like something oh, that yeah. will happen to somebody maybe. No, 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 no. There's no such a thing as a side effect. Those are other chemical effects that it has on the body. Whether you get them and you have the threshold to observe them, that's a different story and related to the dose. But those are the things it does to your body in a lesser or a greater degree. It depends how, you know, how gluttonous you are with the medication. But it's you're up for, you set up to lose. You, you know, it's like strange foreign chemicals that do who knows what in the body. Yeah, uh, no, that, that's a very important thing. It's, it's, they aren't really side effects. They're just, they're, they are effects that at some point will happen to you or, yeah. or not. I mean, not everyone gets all the effects, yeah. but. But um, they're called side effects because they aren't the um, therapeutic effect that is yeah. intended. So it's a little bit of a chicanery yeah. misnomer, but let's be honest about it. It's potential other chemical effects that will happen to you. Be a little oh, cautious, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, and what you're saying is like we aren't born with an aspirin deficiency. We aren't born with a acetaminophen deficiency. We aren't born with a metformin deficiency. Yeah. And so nutrition and and dealing with that's that's really where it where it's at as far as medicine and um so i'm with you 100 percent on yeah. this so what you first do is give the body all the food if your kid's hungry you don't give him a, like a project so you can complain stop complaining you give him food and if he still if he still doesn't shut up then give him the tranquilizer but people they want all this medicine we kind of like indoctrinated give the body all the 90 all the building blocks sit back and relax fold your arms if things don't fix it then go and fix it but it's probably 99 of the time when it fixes itself and of course, you're already way behind. So you've got to kind of double those the first month because if your car runs out of gas, you can't put up one cup of gas into the tank and you're going to go visit grandmother. You won't even get to the bottom of the driveway. You need to kind of fill it up a little bit and we can go again. Good point. So you have some sustenance and you have some endurance in the whole process and things work properly. Yeah, yeah it's true. Even a gas tank, you, you it doesn't quite have enough and there's water in the in the mm -hmm. fuel tank. And so the water gets down there, and then it's sucking water, and you think it's a full gas tank, but it's not even gas. It's just so water. True, so, true. so so are there any um, last words of wisdom you would like to share with the people on this podcast? Yeah, I, I think, you know, people, you can't sell people longevity because they don't really care when they die. I want to tell a guy, you know, like, uh, you can live 10 years longer. He said, you know, don't go speak to somebody else. You want to sell me something. 
and people want to wait till they're sick before they do something. But here's the thing. A very phenomenal truth is that basic truth is that the truth is what you can see for yourself. So think about it. Give your body the 90, like all the complete nutrients in it. You cannot get it in the food. On this planet, the standard American diet is like 20, 20 of the 90 nutrients. That's all it's in there. So if you think you're going to you know, live on water and air, good luck. That's why you are in a bad state. So wherever you can source it, get all the nutrients, the essential nutrients, which the body can't. There's lots of fat and proteins and glucose, but you can buy them cheap anywhere. But you want essential ones that you have to take in, you can't make. And then take it, sit back and see for yourself. Your health will improve. I said in my office in my and my, my secretary said, oh, Doc, you're eating like organic strawberries. I said, yeah, it's nice for lunch. She says, well, you're rich. You can do it. I said, no, 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 no. Look out the window. They see the guy sitting there, the scruffy-looking guy. He can't afford this, eh? No, he can't. I said, well, he smokes a pack of cigarettes today, $12. This one cost me 2 bucks. Who's the fool here? You know, you guys about priorities. Your priorities kind of is displayed in your actions. So get your priorities straight. Look after your body. It looks after itself if you're just going to watch in China every now and again. In your car, you don't wait till the thing goes clunk, clunk, and it ceases. You keep on putting oil in so it never ceases. You know, that's what you got to do with the body. Just run it with respect, give it good, and obviously no microwave. Don't destroy your food because then you're eating sawdust. And kind of, there's common sense, and don't use Teflon pans, and you don't give your kids hand poison, so don't drink things with obvious poisons in them. Are you nuts? <laughs> it's like, yeah, not good. That's my message. Uh, yeah, anybody can, yeah, I usually yeah. say if people want information, and it's just to help him. I'm not selling them anything. Free information. You can speak to me at uh, showmehowdoc at gmail.com. They're very welcome. I will not, don't show anybody away. You need to qualify to work with me, but I don't keep information and knowledge for myself. I gladly share it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, appearing today on Natural Solutions with Dr. J. And uh, we had a little a brief interruption, mm. but I will splice that mm. together so that there's a uh, no interruption there. And it was great talking to you. It's, it's, it's been a long time that we haven't done this. So I'm looking forward to uh, working together. Yes, Dr. Today it was an absolute pleasure and uh, an honor to be on your show. You're always welcome. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, All right. We'll bye cut bye. it. Bye. If you're interested in finding out more about how you or your relatives can avoid dementia, buy the book. Outsmarting the Dementia Epidemic, Seven Key Memory Care Actions to Avoid Alzheimer's and Successfully Keep Your Brain Safe, Sharp, and Sexy into the Future by going to OutsmartingDementia.com. That's OutsmartingDementia.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to get an appointment with Dr. Sordian, please call the Redwood Clinic at 510-849-1176. And for information, go to theredwoodclinic.com. Thank you.